for the latest episode of the Big Sky Boneheads podcast. My name is Michael Gray. His name is Scott Hershey. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review to this show wherever it is that you found it. Uh, we appreciate all, all of the reviews and the feedback, too. If you got something to say, please do that. It's fall here in Montana for all intents and purposes. I know it's technically August and it's like 100 degrees outside right now, but hunting season is coming up. And football season is almost here, and around these parts, that's one of our favorite times of the year. We are thrilled to be able to welcome in our guests this week, linebackers and assistant head coach Bobby Daly from the Montana State Bobcats coming off that 12-3 and season a year ago and a chance to play for the championship against NDSU. Looking to follow that up. They got an exciting kid at quarterback. They got a lot of things going on there in Bozeman. Coach, how are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks for having me, fellas. Uh, well, thank you for taking the time. It's an incredibly busy time of year. And how are you feeling about your program? We get started and get ready to do it all over again. I'm excited, man. It's it's an exciting time of year. Everybody, you know, if you're a college football coach, is very optimistic about the season in front of you. And, and we're no different over here at Montana State. You know, we got a lot of pieces back um, from a, a team last year that did um, – everything but win the national championship, you know, and, and there's a lot of guys that, you know, um, are itching to get back on the field and itching to get back out there and compete. So it's an exciting time in college football, and it's certainly an exciting time here in Bozeman, Montana. And not only coming off a national championship appearance, but also coming into a period of time where you have a a quarterback at the who's who's a rock star already in this uh, you know Tommy uh, Tommy Malat's going into his his second season. Uh, what is it like you know with those two things combined for the Bobcat Nation when you have this level of excitement before a season? How do you as a coach look at that aspect of it with the kind of the sizzle before it even starts? Yeah, you know, we, we got an opportunity as a defense to compete against Tommy all spring ball. And, uh, you know, he was coming off an injury, but even not at 100% this spring, uh, he was a much improved player from, from the previous year. Um, he's uh, developed into a great leader. Uh, his work ethic has always been there. Um, and it, it's, it's contagious, you know, uh, when you got a great leader with great work ethic, um, who pulls guys along with them. I mean, there's a hard, it was hard to find a day this summer when Tommy didn't have a couple guys out on the field throwing the ball around. Um, so he's, uh, I know he's excited. I, I know our offense is going to be a lot more dynamic for having him uh, back there. And, you know, it's going to be a challenge competing against him all fall camp. But uh, the old saying, iron sharpens iron, you know, hopefully um, we can get him. Um, playing at his highest level, and hopefully he can get us as a defense playing at our highest level. How different is your job when it comes to getting back to the championship as opposed to getting to it? Uh, you know, the championship is the goal. You know, that's we, we have a pyramid here at Montana State, you know, and it has different layers, obviously, um, all the way up in the top uh, triangle on the pyramid is win a national championship. So that's kind of off in the distance. It's certainly something that we're not afraid to talk about around here. That is without a doubt the goal. Um, but, you know, one of the things that uh, Coach Vegan has said for this team is, yes, that's the goal. Um, that's what we're, we got our eyes set on, but we got to focus on every footstep um, leading up to, to that. You know, every day, um, every meeting, every practice, don't get so caught up in that national championship game uh, that we're not handling business on a day-to-day 
um, per, uh, period. So um, that's kind of our focus right now is one step at a time, um, understanding, you know, where we're trying to get to. And and getting back is the, the step to winning one, obviously. Uh, and then that is the step to, to winning more than one, which is what your opponents in the national championship have done. What did you learn or what have you, what have programs like yours learned from uh, watching NDSU do what they've been able to do? You know, they play a, a physical brand of football. Um, they do a very good job of recruiting offensive and defensive linemen, and, and they win the line of scrimmage. And that was very apparent um, during that national championship game. Um, there was a lot of things going on, obviously, uh, with Tommy getting hurt and whatnot. Um, but they dominated the line of scrimmage um, from the, the first whistle to the last. And, and that's an area that we need to uh, – be better at, you know, and, you know, part of, you know, like you said, getting back to that national championship is, is handling business in the big sky conference. You know, if you win the big sky conference, more than likely you're going to get home field throughout and it's uh, getting back to, to that national championship game and having teams come up here to Bozeman in December um, playing in front of our crowd. uh, You know, I think that's certainly something that could help us get back there. We've talked about your quarterback coming back, but one of the guys that won't be in the lineup for you, especially as a linebackers coach, is Troy Anderson. And I wanted my Detroit Lions to take a hard look at that guy because he's <laughs> he was just a monster out there. What's the competition been like to to occupy the the spot that he held on your roster last year? You know, Troy Anderson is not a guy that you replace. Uh, he is, you know, obviously a second round draft pick for a reason. Uh, he's very sought after. Uh, in the NFL, ended up with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I, for one, wanted him to be a Raider. So, you know, we all kind of have where we wanted uh, uh, Troy to land, but I think he's in a really good situation. Um, Obviously, a great human being, a a great football player. Um, But, you know, uh, our room, our our linebacker room, got an opportunity to kind of have Troy rub off on us for the last three years. And we've got some young guys in the program that have been shown the way as far as uh, doing things the right way on a daily basis. And that's, you know, that's what Troy did. Everything from his nutrition to the weight room, to how he approached meetings, to how he approached practices, and ultimately to how he approached games. Um, He did things the right way. And we've got a a group of young guys that um, saw him do it uh, and saw the success that he had. So it's, it's on me as a coach, A, to prepare these guys, um, but B, for them to take some ownership in this linebacker room and really, uh, you know, get after it this year. And with Troy Anderson and Tommy Malat, two shining examples of guys who have character behind what they do on the field. How much, you know, we hear so much about today's college athletes and about uh, whether you have to balance their egos and whether they're spending too much time video game, all the negative stuff. But what's it like to be a coach with a whole group of these guys and to see leaders be great characters like that, because those two players right there deserve as much credit in that area as they do on the field. Yeah, that's, that's part of the recruiting process too. That's, that's an area that we try to vet in the recruiting process, obviously evaluating you as a football player, uh, making sure that we feel like you're a high quality football player, somebody that can come in here and help us on the football field. But also, uh, character is something that's very important to us here too. making sure that you get the right guy, the high character individual who cares about football, but also cares about their education. You know, I, I tell my linebackers all the time, uh, 
I didn't get into coaching college football to chase you guys around and make sure that you're getting good grades in the class, uh, in the classroom. That, that part's on you. And I will help you any way that I can as far as facilitating um, different um, resources that we have available to our players. But that you've got to want to be a good student, just like you've got to want to be a good football player. And you got to want to do the right things off the field. And we've got a big group of guys on this football team uh, that like to do things the right way. Well, and speaking of recruiting, Coach, how did the appeal of the Montana State program change with that uh, in championship game, uh, that championship game run, and what we've talked about with Tommy coming back? You've got Troy Anderson being a high-profile draft pick in the league. It was a lot of Bobcat football on national television. Yeah, you know, I think um, we're being more recognized as a national brand. Um, you know, anytime you get a, a national TV audience playing for a national championship. Uh, that obviously uh, creates some exposure, especially down in Texas where the game was. And that's definitely an area um, that we recruit hard, uh, but also uh, just in-state too. I'm our in-state recruiter. And if you can walk around the state and talk about a guy like Troy Anderson from Dillon, Montana, or Tommy Malott from Butte, Montana, and, and talk about the success that they've had within our program, um, it's, it's definitely intriguing to kids across the state and i think they this is something that they want to be a part of well I, the uh you know the the daily name goes uh, deep into bobcat roots uh you yourself your brother your dad what's it like to be one of those uh you know kind of a, a every every program has families like this that are really kind sure. of their blood runs right along with the program and the timeline of the family with with uh more than one generation goes right along with the bobcat program what's it like to still be involved with bobcat football as a coach with your dad and your brother also being such a such a foundation of that yeah you know from a very young age i, I was a bobcat fan obviously with my dad having played here you know uh, he brought me to games as a kid growing up so uh it, it's it's cool to be a fan turned player turned coach um and, and also it's very cool to just kind of look back and the success that both my brother and i had here and my dad had here um it's one thing to be a part of a program like this um, it's another thing to have the individual success and, and team success um, that happened while we were playing here. Um, and this is uh, a very special place to me, uh, Bozeman, Montana, Montana State University. You know, everybody in my family, other than my mom, went to school here, got a degree here. Uh, Bozeman's obviously home for me now. Um, but this program and this football program um, is, is a big part of our lives in the Daly family. Uh, and it has been for a long time. So uh, we're just blessed to be a part of it and try to give back in every way that we can in, uh, in order to enhance this university in any way that we can. As you get ready for the 2022 year, how do you balance individual uh, potential with team goals for your players? You know, it's, it's team first. And what I tell my guys is, uh, you know, the individual awards are going to come if we win football games. You know, uh, we were – Obviously, a very good team last year. Uh, Troy Anderson was recognized as the best defensive player in FCS football. Callahan O'Reilly was a second-team all-conference guy, and he's a first-team uh, preseason all-conference selection going into this season. And that has, uh, you know, a lot to do with, A, how they played on the field, uh, but more importantly, B, uh, the success that we're having as a program. So 
if you want those individual recognition, those individual awards, uh, it's a team first. Our team's got to win football games uh, in order for those guys uh, to be uh, highlighted like that. And with some of those, uh, you know, like I said, it is a team, but there there will be individuals who have to fill spots or individuals who are going to rise to the top and kind of become, uh, you know, fans might be aware of them, fans might be uh, seeing more of them. Who are those guys this year outside of uh, uh, Tommy uh, and the guys you just mentioned? Who are the guys this year that you see kind of taking the next step up? Yeah, you know, uh, I always say it starts up front. Um, you know, it's it's not easy to play linebacker if you don't have a good defensive line in front of you and a couple guys up front um, that I think are going to be dominant in our conference this year are Sebastian Valdez. He's going to be playing three technique. He, uh, you know, started probably eight or nine games for us last year as a freshman, and that kid's worked his butt off. He's gotten his body into great shape, and I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with in the conference. Brody Greeby is another guy who played a lot of football for us last year, um, and he's going to be um, stepping into a defensive end role. Um, you know, at the linebacker position, I mentioned Callahan O'Reilly. He's coming back. He'll be a three-year starter for our program. But you got guys like Nolan Askelson, Dick Capa. Uh, these are guys that are playmakers um, that haven't, you know, played as much on the field, so may not be household names yet, but I would imagine they would be, um, you know, coming out of this fall. As you get uh, as you get into early to mid-August, how do you ramp up your team to make sure that they're exactly where they need to be on September 3rd when the season starts? Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a, definitely a balance there. Um, when we start fall camp, um, it's – we are going, you know, and we want the energy high. We want competitive practices, and that really doesn't stop throughout the year. Um, but there is a fine line there when you're taking the amount of reps that we do um, and tapering up, tapering off there towards the end of August as you get closer to the game. So you're fresh, um, not only physically but mentally, and you're ready and you're prepared for a long football season. So uh, this first half of August, we are going to be – uh, balls the walls. We're going to be going hard. We're going to be competing, uh, and that won't stop. But uh, the reps will probably taper off as we get closer to that first game to make sure everybody's fresh. What is your schedule like as a coach right now? As you as you do exactly what you're talking about with the team, but what is your your day to day schedule now? I mean, it, you know, football is a twenty four seven thing for players and coaches now. But what what does your day look like? Yeah, you know, uh, we'll be getting in early and leaving late, and that's part of fall camp. That's, um, you know, that's really part of a football season as a coach, um, and that's something that, you know, if you don't love the grind, uh, you're probably in the wrong business. Um, but I, I love coming to work every day, having a, a structure to my day, understanding what I need to get done, uh, you know, leading up to practice, leading up to meetings, uh, individual meetings with the players, um, you know, who need – um, extra help or want more help. Um, but it's, uh, you know, all my energy and all my focus is focused towards this team and towards these players. And then, you know, uh, got, got some time in the evenings um, to spend time with my wife. Coach, considering how near and dear the program is to your heart from from all of the different angles that you've already discussed, how active are you in making sure that your players on this roster are productive members of, of the student body as well as being ready to go on the field? 
Yeah, that that education piece is everything. You know, not everybody is going to get an opportunity like Troy Anderson to be a second round draft pick and make that NFL money. So it's, uh, you know, you want to prepare these guys for life after football. You want to make sure uh, that if things don't work out like they hope they do um, and they end up in the NFL, um, that they have you know, the ability to be productive members of society. And, and, you know, I think Montana State does a great job educating all these students, um, making sure um, that they can, um, you know, build a life for themselves, build a life for them, for their families, um, and hopefully uh, have some success in some other areas other than just football. Now, Bobby, they, there's something that I, that we've noticed, uh, and and that I think is um, is apparent in the NFL. I think it's I think it's kind of known when you get an athlete out of Montana, uh, even a Montana native, especially uh, it, whether it be uh, from MSU, uh, you get uh, you get a Troy Anderson, or whether you get uh, a Casey Fitzsimmons from Carroll or a Colt Anderson from the Grizzlies. There's something common with them. It's work ethic and it's character. And uh, with kids from Montana, uh, you know, it's almost like it's taken for granted when they get to the next level. Like you already know that about the kid before they even get there. What is it that creates that in this state? Uh, You know, having grown up here in Montana, um, I think we just have a blue collar mindset. There's not the big cities, um, you know, that you might find in other places. most, you know, I grew up in Helena, which is, you know, one of the bigger cities, towns, whatever you want to call it in Montana. And it's still fairly rural. rural. It's still, um, you know, very blue collar. Um, and, and I don't see that changing about these Montana kids. You know, you get a kid like Troy out of Dillon who's grown up on a ranch. You know, that kid knows how to work, you know, um, and, and I, you don't have to grow up on a ranch to understand the, the value of hard work. And I think, you know. The native Montanans, you know, my mom, my dad, they instilled that into me at a very young age. And I I just think it's kind of how most uh, kids, most people are brought up uh, when they spend their life here in Montana. Um, You know, obviously living in Montana, you get all four seasons. I think the the winter um, obviously uh, is a little bit longer here in Montana than some places. And I think that creates some toughness as well, um, creates some character. Not everything is not every day is sunny and beautiful. You know, you got to battle through some adversity on a day to day basis and that creates toughness. So, um, you know, not as many um, NFL players are coming out of Montana as some other states. But when you do get guys like Troy, Colt, Casey, um, obviously their body of work speaks for itself. Well, you've also got players on the roster from Compton, California, Florida City, Florida, Katy, Texas, and all kinds of places. How do you uh, how do you help those guys adjust? Because as you mentioned, uh, winter in Montana will wake you up if you're not from this this part of the world. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's a big part of, and I think that's a big reason why we continue to recruit the state of Montana like we do. Um, you know, our roster is about fifty fifty as far as. of it being from Montana, uh, the other 50% being from the areas that you just mentioned. And, uh, you know, those Montana kids that we have in this program, uh, it's part of their job uh, to indoctrinate the guys that are not from around here into the program, how we do things culture wise, but also, you know, putting an arm around a guy when it's negative degrees (laughs) outside and saying, Hey man, you just, 
uh, need to learn how to dress for this stuff. You need to get yourself a winter jacket, you know, um, drive a little bit more careful. But, uh, you know, that's part of that team building, team bonding stuff um, that comes from the culture and the leadership that we have in this program. What has the transfer portal done with uh, with kids like that? Because, you know, uh, with the transfer portal, you're going to get a little more looks because of uh, the national recognition. And uh, and you're going to have some of these guys who might not be where they want to be with a Division One program, with with an FBS program. And, and now they're going to take a hard look at the Montana State Bobcats. But it is it is a different location. It's a different region. It's a different lifestyle for sure. Uh, how does that How does that transfer portal change that when you start to talk to players like that? Yeah, you know, um, the one thing I would say to those kids who are considering leaving is the grass isn't always greener on the other side. You know, um, if you're a good enough football player, the NFL is going to find you. What you need is you need film. And if you're a starter as a freshman here at Montana State, you're going to be a three-year starter. There's going to be a huge body of work um, for NFL scouts to evaluate. And if you're good enough, you know, you're going to get that opportunity. Um, If you are a starter here and you decide you want to go to a power five school, uh, whatever um, opportunities you may have out there, you know, you may not play another down, you know, you might be a a depth guy who has to, uh, you know, work his way into another starting role. um, And, you know, that's, that doesn't always happen. So, uh, you know, the grass is not always greener um, for the guys who are thinking about leaving this program, but I, I also understand the intrigue. Um, but you know, uh, it, we, we got to just adapt with the times and we got to, you know, if we're losing guys to the portal, we got to make sure we're, that we're bringing guys in that we can get from the portal as well. Uh, making sure that they're high character, uh, individuals. Speaking of the power of five, the off season headlines have been dominated by conference realignment and the business of college football, Oklahoma and Texas changing places, UCLA and USC joining the big 10. When those kinds of tremors uh, rattle college football, do you guys feel it at the big sky level? You know, I don't know that we feel it necessarily, but it's something that I've thought about. Uh, it's something that, you know, I could see eventually affecting us in the big sky conference. You know, the Pac-12 just lost two teams. Uh, more than likely, they're going to be looking to replace those two teams with teams within our region, which, you know, is – Mountain West Conference, and at that point, does the Mountain West Conference look at some schools coming out of Montana um, to join their conference? So um, I think everybody's aware of what's going on and what could potentially take place. But, uh, you know, I try not to get too caught up and worried about the what ifs. Now the uh, other uh, aspect of college football is the NIL stuff, which is the other. That's another of the business aspect that has become something that players consider with where they're going and their opportunity to do that. What is that like at a, at a school like MSU in the Big Sky, and, and how much does that uh, has that been discussed and happened on the team? Yeah, well, I think we're in a unique spot here uh, at Montana State, being um, you know. I think we, we have great support here at Montana State. And, you know, because of that support, we're going to be able to provide NIL opportunities uh, for guys, um, hopefully for a lot of guys on our team. I know there was several guys last season that um, had opportunities to, you know, make some money on the side because they're high-quality individuals and high-quality football players that different businesses felt like they would be um, represented well by these guys. So um, those opportunities uh, are, are going to be there 
um, four guys here in Bozeman. And I don't know that 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 would be the case at other places in the Big Sky Conference. I just don't believe that other schools in the Big Sky Conference have the support that we do. Um, So hopefully uh, that can give us a leg up in recruiting against different uh, uh, people in our conference. What kind of responsibility does that add to you as a coach now that you have that other aspect with the business side of things and individual players to manage at some level as well? Yeah, we're, we're pretty much removed from it as coaches. You know, we can't um, facilitate any or negotiate any deals with these guys. It, it has to come from, you know, outside of this program. And so that, you know, takes a lot off of our plate. But at the same time, you kind of want to know what's going on. You know, you don't want your boosters uh, offering money to guys that you don't want in your program either. So <laughs> there is some give and take there. Uh, but ultimately, I, I think – you know, with everybody in this community that has the best interest of this football program, uh, there will definitely be opportunities for our players to make money on top of what they already get from their scholarships. Uh, Bobby, you're obviously aware of Montana is just one big small town. Um, and yeah. uh, with your players from Montana, you're everywhere you go, uh, whether it be for uh, booster club appearances or golf scrambles or whatever you're doing in the offseason, all the way up to uh, just just walking around the streets of Bozeman. You're going to run into family. You're going to run into uh, people who have who know players on the team, know their families. Uh, and, 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 of course, just want to talk to you because of your heritage with the program. Uh, you know, give us a little example of kind of like – I'll tell you one guy. Um, you've got a guy on my on on the team, uh, uh, Lane Sumner, who's I, I went to high school with his dad. I know his dad very very well. We were friends in high school, and there's always going to be that connection with almost everyone you meet in the state, uh, and that's got to be a lot of fun for you to kind of go out and, and and meet these people. But it's also it's going to be 24 seven for you, so I'm sure you see that all the time. Yeah, first of all, Lane's a stud. I love that. I love that guy. Uh, he is Mr. Montana. I mean, if you ever uh, want somebody to take you out in the woods he's definitely a very good option for you um but yeah i think it 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 just comes with the territory you know obviously montana not being extremely big um and both programs in montana having uh a lot of eyes on them um i do get questions a lot uh most recently it's been about troy more than anything (laughs) um you know my wife kind of gives me crap sometimes because uh she uh can't go anywhere without somebody stopping me and talking a little football. Um, But, you know, it it comes with the territory. Uh, Football is something that I enjoy talking about. Our team, our players are things that I, or people that I enjoy talking about. They're good people. So um, makes, makes it a lot easier. Um, Obviously having some success. uh, It's fun to talk about the program too. It's never fun to talk uh, about, about your program where you're not having success. So, you know, uh, it, like I said, it comes with the territory, but something I'm more than happy to do. Do you temper or encourage expectations? Because fans obviously going into this season with Tommy coming back and everything are uh, are over the moon with what the Bobcats could do. Yeah, I'm I'm a very optimistic person by nature. So, you know, I, you know the expectations that other people have for us, I'm sure uh, we have those type of expectations for ourselves as well. So I, I don't feel that pressure. Um, you know, in fact uh, – you know, I think pressure is a good thing. You want to be somewhere where there is expectations. You want to be um, somewhere as a coach and as a player where people expect good things of you. You know, that's usually when you're playing for championships. So that's the type of program I want to be a part of. 
And you got to, uh, you know, everyone talks national championship now because you made an appearance there last year. You're, you're in a really, really tough conference with uh, with other teams that have the same exact thoughts. Uh, talk a little bit about the schedule and the conference this year, about, uh, you know, the keys for you to get back to the playoffs and then to make that march. Yeah, one of our goals is to win the Big Sky Conference. And if, if we can win the Big Sky Conference, I think it would set us up for, you know, a home playoff um, run. We're having several home playoff games on our way to the national championship. And kind of going back to a question that you've already asked, that's, that's what North Dakota State has been able to do. And that's why they've been able to have the amount of success that they have is because every playoff game goes through Fargo in order to get to that national championship game. So um, if we can set ourselves up in a position to uh, win the big sky conference, um, that will only um, help our chances for making and winning the national championship. Coach, what do you do to get away from it? When you need a break, <laughs> when you take the off season, you're a lifelong Montanan uh, and, and you do need a break from the noise. Where do you go? What do you do? Yeah, I, I really enjoy the outdoors. Um, you know, I'm not as good of a fisherman or hunter as some of these guys that we got on the team, but I, I just really enjoy getting out in the woods. That's kind of where I find my serenity. That's where my peace is. Uh, did a lot of camping this summer. Um, my wife and I have a little pop-up camper that we like to drag around and just put up wherever. We also um, took a little vacation, toured the state of Montana, just kind of showed her some areas that I really liked. Uh, we rented an RV. Um, my wife's pregnant right now, so we have a baby girl on the way that's due this football season. So okay, that great. RV really made made traveling a lot easier for, for Jasmine and I. Um, but, you know, I, I love to golf. I love to snowboard. Uh, I love to backpack. Um, but anything when I'm outside, um, that's usually um, my, my piece. That's where I, I try to find my piece. Now you and your uh, your brother, your dad, uh, all part of this 125th anniversary of Bobcat football. Uh, there's lists uh, about the, the the greatest football players of all time. Uh, you guys have been on those lists initially to to kind of see that history. 125 years is a benchmark that uh, that's pretty cool and especially cool to look back at those teams and those players. and And what's it like in this era of Bobcat football to take a glance back and kind of look at that? You know, I think we're in a really good place. Maybe the best place that this football program has been in its history. And I know we've won national championships in the past. Um, my dad was actually part of one of those. Uh, but I, I just think where our support is, you know, where our facilities are, um, the success that we've had the last, you know, three years, um, only um, – you know, I, I just think we're in a really good spot. I think we're in a really good spot uh, and, and excited about the future. Um, very honored to be mentioned uh, in the same breath as some of the greats that have come through here. Um, but this is this is a very special place. And, uh, you know, we hope to add to the tradition going forward. And uh, you know we've gone this entire podcast so far. We have to mention the rivalry. I mean, you got the you got the Bobcats, you got the Grizzlies, both in pretty good places, both in really exciting places, and playing at a high level. Which uh, uh, through this rivalry, these seem to be the best games. It's back at home this year. How much? When do you start to talk about? Have you do you talk about it with new players about a rivalry? Do you do you mention anything at all about this before you get to that week? Most definitely, it's it's something that we. You know, if we're doing conditioning in the summer, we'll do more because we want to beat the grits. You know, it's something that stays on our mind. Um, 
and, and you know, obviously, uh, they are a very good program over there, just like we are here. Um, and when they're good and we're good, uh, I think that just makes the rivalry uh, that much better. Um, it creates a nice buzz around the state and, you know, creates good energy going into that game. Uh, we're excited that we have them at home this year uh, and we're excited to get some payback. So um, it's, it's definitely something that we keep at the top of our mind. Again, we're that one foot at a time, um, one game at a time mentality, but at the same time, that, that's something that always stays on our mind. Well, Bobby, we realize what an insanely busy time of the year it is for you. Really, really appreciate you taking the time and we look forward to seeing how you guys follow up on an amazing 2021 season. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me. And thank you for checking out the latest episode of the podcast. Appreciate you taking the time. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this thing wherever you found it. We will be back next week.